Good everybody, welcome to the Invisible Sensei podcast. Thank you for taking time to join me. Just want to start this by saying that this is going to be called An Uncomfortable Truth. I also want to do a couple of shout outs, if I may, to our brother PJ, Sensei PJ over there in Kens, and brother Rudolf Valentino uh, for taking time to drop a message and uh, send some support and some feedback, which I always really enjoy. Uh, also to brother uh, Jeff McDonald, <coughs> and also to uh, my brother Dave Jackson over there in beautiful Vancouver Island, who has opened an incredible dojo for the OJKF. He's got a beautiful dojo at home, so I'm extremely jealous of him, but he's just opened a beautiful facility there that he, he and his good wife have worked very, very hard on. It looks like a beautiful dojo. Looking forward to getting some time at some point when I get my private jet up coming over and punching those makiwara. Anyway, <clears throat> to the topic of today's podcast, and as I said, it's called An Uncomfortable Truth, because I'm sitting here with about to have a conversation, and you're going to get to hear it, uncut, unedited, uh, with my partner in life, my darling, um, Tiawa, uh, who is a martial artist herself, thankfully. But I thought one of the things we don't talk about in martial arts very much is the fact that um, what happens on the other side of the equation. We've all got long-suffering partners who roll their eyes and support us anyway in this crazy quest to do these things where, to be honest, there's not a lot of money involved. Well, there's probably a lot of money going out. There's probably not that much coming in. So I thought, well, heck, I will take the time to put myself in an uncomfortable position and probably hear some uncomfortable things about what it's like to go out with a, to be in a, a relationship with a crazy martial arts guy. Mind you, she's a crazy martial arts girl too. Now, hey, baby. Crazy as you. No? Not as crazy as you. Mm. So I'm going to get you a little bit closer. I'm just so guys, I'm just going to turn my microphone around a little bit. She has a very beautiful soft voice. She's one of the reasons I love her. But, um, so how long have you been doing martial arts for? I must tell her. Um, kia ora everyone. Yeah, kia ora. <laughs> kia ora out there on Radio Land. Yes, kia ora out there on Radio Land. Um, I started about 20, 30 something years ago. So about 30, 31 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but I took a long break. Um, for, yeah, and then came back about 10 years ago. So... Yeah, probably in total, oh God, probably about 20-odd years of actual training. Actual training, okay. Yeah. And um, so you found me under a bridge. No, no, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. So I give, to give some context to how our relationship is when it comes to martial arts, in the morning when we wake up quite often, um, we'll be sitting there talking, and I know we were doing it... Um, <laughs> we were doing this crazy thing this morning, I think it was. We were, we were practicing, <laughs> we are talking about what we're doing for the day. We have to go, go to the auto shop and grab some stuff and la la la. And we start firing hammer fists. Okay, and she's just firing hammer fists at me and I'm blocking. And then she's going, but you couldn't block that if I used your elbow. So, yeah, it's a weird, and then we kind of realised what we were doing. It's a very strange kind of a way to conduct the relationship. What would you say are some of the, not downsides, because there's no downsides, I'm sure. 
What's some of the things that annoy you about going out? Ooh, I don't know if I want to ask this question. What's some of the things which annoy you? What are your pet peeves about um, going out with a martial artist? Okay, so... <laughs> yeah. I think... Um, I used to think that I was a crazy martial artist person. And then when I met you, I realised that I'm not even crazy about it. Like, you're insanely crazy about it, and it actually is really frustrating. It's really frustrating because... Thanks, guys, for tuning in. That's all we have time for this week. (laughs) It's really frustrating because, like you said, everything we're doing is something to do with martial arts. Mm. Like, if you wake up in the morning and it's something to do with martial arts, you're having breakfast or you're sitting down somewhere at a restaurant and I'm sitting there watching you talk in, in everything we do so stuff like you can't have your back to the window even catching a knife or if a knife falls over you're sitting there practicing martial arts with a knife and I have to sit there and say oi hey public places <laughs> public places public places please um, so that's breakfast and then we get to <laughs> oh, no. then we get to lunch and it's between breakfast and lunch, it's it's the same thing. Like we could be even walking to the car, and there's this automatic protective thing that goes on about scanning the the environment and who's out there, and you need to stand on this side of me, and then come over here when we cross the road, you need to be on this side. So that's walking to the car at maybe I don't know ten o'clock in the morning. <laughs> then we get to lunchtime. and we could be at home, and it's the same routine that we've had at breakfast. And then, you know, that sort of carries on throughout the day. And then um, I think the, the, the worst thing is when you are um, sitting in the... Don't say it. Say it. <laughs> bathroom. <laughs> Utilising the facility. Utilising the facility. Gosh, that's disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, I know where you're going with this. And, and all you can hear is people talking. And it sounds like there's a meeting happening in the bathroom. But actually what's going on is YouTube. And and sometimes it's a wee bit embarrassing, especially if people are coming over because people those YouTube videos are people are keying in the background. <laughs> and I have to explain mm. that Tori is in the bathroom mm. just watching videos. So when you on hear <laughs> you know exactly that that's <clears throat> I, I have to explain that <laughs> and again that's all we have time for this week um, can I just say in my defence that no, it's not really in defence actually it's interesting you bring that because um, my mate Carl um, Carl Senpai over there in Hackett Arkansas he has an extremely uh, tolerant and wonderful wife who I've not had the pleasure of really meeting um, and my friend uh, Shian Jeff McDonald up there in Brunswick, um, he talks about how the fortitude and the patience of his wife. Mm-hmm. Um, PJ, uh, sends out there in Ken's, he quite often reflects on his long-suffering wife. It must be interesting when you've got... I'm, a, I'm hoping I'm not the only person who watches karate or martial arts or knife videos while they're sitting on the throne. Um, God, I hope I'm not the only one. <laughs> but um, 
how do you think it's what do you think it's like for someone who doesn't do martial arts and doesn't actually understand that? What, what must it be like for them? Oh, I th- a partner. Yeah, I think, um, and then I think, well, that's the beauty of it, eh? Like you, you enter into relationships, warts and all, and one of the warts is potentially <laughs> <laughs> what? It's potentially what? And over, and over, um, oh no, I'm not an over, but a. Uh, um, real deep passion for whether it's martial arts or whatever it is so I think I would suspect that it would be that for the partners who don't do martial arts of people who do do martial arts they would just find ways to deal with it whether it's getting frustrated whether it's just like oh whatever push it over the air or whatever it is but um, but that just forms part of the relationship isn't it? Like it's just, <laughs> you know, well, warts well, and all, that's what I, it's about. I think it creates some interesting conversations. Yeah, I mean, you it think does. of some of the conversations we've had. Oh, we've had some pretty, pretty far out conversations, I think. Um, you know, even I remember one time when we saw one of our friends down at the mall, down at the shopping centre, and we both ran over to him and. Oh, right, that's right. Um, right. So so let me give a little bit before you continue with the story. So this guy was is like a brother to us. Um, he's trained with us for years, and he'd been living over sort of out of our immediate area, so we hadn't caught up with him maybe in two or three months, and, uh, you know, we love this guy. Um, so, yes, but we all trained together, so anyway, can please continue. Yeah, so. we just both ran over to him and lost, forgot where we were, and just sort of started... Play fighting. play fighting and mucking around yeah. and whatever you and yeah, play fighting is in like you know spinning hot kicks and reverse punches and headbutts and yeah it sounds a lot worse than what it actually was was yeah but as much as you get it right so <laughs> and then a couple of months later we met well, no on that oh sorry you say you're gonna a couple say of months later we met um one of our mates who happened to have witnessed that whole thing without us really realizing it without him knowing us without at us, the time. yeah he hadn't met us yet and um, yeah, it was just really funny his perspective about seeing that whole whole thing um, go down because he thought it was a big serious <laughs> thing. So I guess those sorts of things we had to be really mindful mm. about where we are. Oh, he was really tense. We're lucky he didn't because he's a machine. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> um, okay. Okay. Well. Okay. Let me let me let me tell you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you. Okay. That <clears throat> you have a couple of habits. As a martial artist. This then, is not um, a knife for an eye. I know, it's not a knife for an eye, but I just want to, in the spirit of sharing, I want to share some of those wonderful moments that I have with you as a martial artist. Okay, so, <clears throat> when you're on the cell phone, on the cell phone, or something like that, you know, you start, I do note we've been out somewhere, and you'll be out, standing outside the car, and I've seen this, this has been witnessed by other people, that you will, if you're standing near an inanimate object, you will immediately start doing cocking on it. Or kicking it, or punching it, or just throwing punches, and you don't even realise. It's kind of um, kind of turns me on. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> um, no, it, it, um, <clears throat> it's very good to see you practicing your technique. <laughs> I, I take a great deal of uh, joy from watching you do that. Um, okay. So, in the vein of uncomfortable truth, if there's anything that you would like to change about 
um, my relationship to martial arts and our relationship to martial arts. No. Um, what would you? What no, would you want to change? No, I think I think that's the thing. I mean, I think, um, like I said, warts and all. <laughs> <laughs> and unfortunately, or fortunately, we have the same warts. Um, but no, I think it just. I've, you learn, you learn, I've learned to know your habits and I've learned to know what you do and what you don't do. My, the big thing for me is translating it to other people who don't know what's happening. But there's nothing I would just, maybe I think there's some things like I've had to learn that at night time we can't talk about martial arts at all. <laughs> We cannot Why talk about that? so those are Why those are that? things we can't do from you know sort of eight well, o'clock onwards. We you were talking about in preparation for going to bed. Yeah, in preparation for going to bed, we can't talk about martial arts. We can't watch martial arts stories because otherwise you just won't sleep, can't sleep, and if you do, you start speaking Japanese in sleep <laughs> and you start fighting. And I might as well sleep outside in the. Shit. Well, let's be honest, if someone was going to be sleeping inside, it wouldn't be you. Yeah, well, there's that, truth in that. Uh, the cool thing about that is that we did create a little bit of a, a small door drawer area, so if I do have those those tendencies and those moments, I do have a treatment facility that I can go to. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. But no, I think, I don't know, I just think that, um, yes. So, and I know, I know for some people, it's a struggle. Mm. It's a struggle being the partner of somebody who's a fanatic. At Would you say fanatic? Would you say I'm fanatical? Yeah. Okay. You didn't have to think about that. No, there was just no. You, you there know, was a um, slight pause. But um, there was just I told a myself I wasn't going to no, cry when just, you said that. It was like a slight pause, but it was a courtesy pause. Right. I'm out of here. I'm out of here. <laughs> but I think it is hard for some people. It, was, it wasn't even. There was just so okay, bad. There was no courtesy. Pause. It was. It was like this. Yeah. No. 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 There was no. Yeah. You, yes. Yeah. No, it wasn't that fast. Anyway, back to the point. I was saying, I think it was can be quite hard for some people who are fanatics at something, and and I acknowledge that that's quite a hard thing as well. But um, I also think if those people <laughs> truly love their partners <laughs> and actually understand that if it wasn't this thing that they were fanatic is at, they'd be fanatic at something else. Right. So you're saying, so let just me translate, you're saying that I am a wonderful role model for that concept. I want to thank you, you know, because... Um, this is meant to be a... You, I don't see you sitting in any uncomfortable truce because I'm you keep sidelining. totally me. uncomfortable. <laughs> I mean, I'm sitting here with an with a empty coffee cup, you know, going, what's going on here? What's going on? No. <laughs> okay. So, in keeping with that theme, I am your, and I'm saying this in parenthesis, sensei. Yes, wow. Well, so, so let me explain something to you, okay? <laughs> okay, so, um, we're in class. Well, I'll decide that we're going to do a particular drill, a kata, or a sparring thing. And there have been occasions where I get the, <laughs> oh, I don't know, I get the, I get the, Hey Sensei, but I also get the rolling eyes look like, what are you up to? What, what, what? What is this about? You know, and I completely lose my train of thought. Um, what's it like? What's, I mean, because sometimes I know when I say things in class and we do things in class, I can, you get the, um, I get the older, ah, 
is that what we're doing, is it? <laughs> it's all in the look, and I'm like, and then I suddenly lose confidence in myself again. What do I do? What do I say? Am I allowed to sleep inside tonight? What's going on? You know, what's it like? What's it? This sounds terrible. What's it like going out with your teacher? <laughs> I apologise. It's my infantile sense of humour. Because <laughs> one thing you should know about Tawa is she is actually a registered school teacher. So, yeah. Anyway, so what's it like going out with um, your instructor? It's fine. Is it amazing? There's no blurred lines. It's very. We know exactly our roles. There's no blurred lines at all. It's it's. What? Very teacher student. It's all good. (laughs) (laughs) It's actually funny because Josh Sensei talks about, you know, because um, uh, Josh Scanlon Sensei, you guys would have heard me talk quite a bit to brother from another mother. he talks about how I am sensei until we get outside the dojo because his his entire family um, are black belts, uh, uh, and so he instructs his mother. His mother's a Nidan, hopefully soon to be a Sandan. Uh, as as his uh, sister is Nidan, uh, his brothers Shodan. Yeah, so they're all black belts basically, and. and he talks about how when he gets into the car, he says, I'm sensei until we get into the car. And then it's like, um, Josh, so what was going on with, <clears throat> with that? I mean, I can definitely relate to that. Also, I have this thing where I go, I, I have this thing where I go, where I ask you, for after we go for class, I go, um, how was that? How was the class? <laughs> when you, sometimes when you go, um, and no interrupt you like I am now and go well what I was trying to do was what I was trying to do was what I was trying to do was <laughs> no, I think we do yeah I know I've got a really bad habit of doing that and I don't mean to <laughs> I really don't mean to pull the old one eyebrow up but but you're so good at it I know I know but um, I think yeah that's my own learning that I I have to overcome that when we get into into um the dojo that you are the sensei and um but I, i'm getting better at it i must say <laughs> but i think the hardest the hardest the most annoying part is um it's not even annoying it's the part that we still i remember we've had to have a couple of talks about this is when when outside of the dojo and we get home and it might be the weekend and we say oh, do we want to have a train <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes the only thing I want to do is to have a train with my partner as my partner. But because you're the sensei, there's this default thing that happens where you jump into sensei mode. So we've actually had to sit down and have meetings <laughs> about how do we differentiate a training session as partners who just work together and train together. And then how do we differentiate a training session where you're the sensei? Clearly, I actually need more training sessions where you're the sensei. But, you know, sometimes I just want to do things in partners. And, and that's been that's been a big um, thing for us. Mm. <laughs> mm. Yeah, but I mean, also to... I so mean, we schedule them. You know, I suppose it's a sort of a thing too. you know, you sort of see technique and you go, right, um, 
I want it, can, can it be this way? You know, I sort of, I flip into um, instructor mode and, and it's coming from a good place, but it comes out really badly at times. Um, no, you've been good at it. You've been good at it. We, we needed to have the conversation because it was a default thing that we hadn't spoken about. Mm. Um, it's me that has to I know. be better at um, you. allowing you to be the boss, really. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's really boss, about. I, I mean, I remember that conversation. I remember the way that you put that. I remember we were just sort of sitting here having coffee and go, hey, um, you know when we train together? And I go, yes. And you go, can you not be a dick? <laughs> <laughs> so I just want to thank you for framing it in those terms um, <laughs> no I, I'm, I'm actually really lucky I get a lot of um, support and a lot of latitude in terms of that whole thing you know I get to do a lot of really cool things um, and one thing I'm really appreciative with you is that sometimes you will catch you. sometimes even though perhaps my vision is Oh, you know, you don't catch the vision right away. And sometimes my vision is just crap. <laughs> um, but you always support it. And I'm always really appreciative of that. And I love you for that. And one of the many things I love about you. Um, but it is interesting that sometimes when, um, you know, we are training. It's like this morning we went for our walk. We went for a bit of a walk around our out the back and up in the, into the hills, we took our walking sticks. <laughs> and I said, do you want a walking stick? And she said, no, 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 I'm just going to walk. And I go, no, you should have a walking stick. <laughs> no, I know why. <laughs> and why? Why did, why did you, why did you, why should you, I just, I was genuinely worried about your posture. Yes, I wanted you to yes. Have a great I actually had a walking stick that only came up to my hip. And for some reason, you wanted me to get one that came up to my head. It wasn't until we actually started the walk and then we stopped like you know quarter way up the track and we started doing some two-man kata or two-man um training jewels with our with our sticks that i realized what we were up to <laughs> what you really actually i just thought to. look i just thought this is a, an important moment in our relationship we yeah. should be walking together and then talking, i think oh and you, we just happened to have two ball-sized walking yeah. sticks so well you know i think our walk was what 20 minutes long Oh, it's longer than that. It, should, it was 25, 25 minutes, Easy. and I think it took us about 40 minutes. Yeah. But and by the, by the time we came back, we had actually finished like a whole two man draw with, with, oh. with jaw, actually. Okay, well, okay. Maybe so it was good. There maybe was yeah, maybe, maybe that's that. how you felt. I just genuinely was. It was good. I, well, I didn't really focus on the draw, I focused on the fact that I was walking with my darling. And, oh, oh well, it's good that you chose not to focus upon that. Um, it's getting really awkward in here. I don't know if you guys can feel this, but yeah, I was just genuinely hmm. emotionally yes. there. And you've gone all, oh, I didn't even realize we did ball. I didn't realize that we, I made you take a ball up the track. I just was focusing on spending quality time. Yes. So, yes. Yeah, what's that? What's that about? Yes. I think, I think, um, yeah, after about the fifth time, you should have got it. <laughs> after about the fifth stop, you should have got it. Anyway. Woo. Woo. <laughs> Anywho. There's nothing quite like doing weapons, to uh, two-person weapon work um, with your partner who goes, but you didn't do it like that last time. I'm going, dot, dot. <laughs> yeah. It's always lovely. Always feels really good. Um, okay, let's go move to something else. Um, the financial level, the financial remuneration level or, or the lack of within kind of there within Mashwats. And I, I'm only saying this in regards to myself. Um Tawa actually when we met we were we were mates for a long time 
and she actually found a space for us to actually train which really created the dojo so in the sense that my dojo was founder she's the founder really um finder maybe not founder founder finder finder, finder founder <laughs> um and how do you feel about the millions and millions of dollars that we've made through martial arts oh great <laughs> fantastic that's what keeps me there no, seriously, you know, like, we've had, you know, one of the things like, yeah, I'm not good with money. I'm not good with charging, you know, fees and things like that. I find it, yeah. I suppose I'm just a bit uncomfortable with it, to be honest. I sort of, yeah. Yeah, I think, um... <clears throat> That's, I remember when we first started opening the dojo, you wouldn't go there. We had, it's, it took a really long time to get to a point where um, you would feel comfortable about charging fees. And um, I think that because, that's because the, the belief system that you had was you received this. Um, you receive, received the training that you did for free and from a place of love from the people that you were taught from mm. and found it hard to then take that and I think you had this idea in your mind that you were making money off people um, so that was a really hard thing and you know um, part of that meant that we had to find ways to pay for our overheads yeah. <laughs> and trying to, yeah, you know, those sorts of things. But we, we got through all of that and I think, yeah, it's just taken a really long time for you to get to a point where it's it's really about actually seeing your worth um, and it's not actually about the money and it's about, and I remember reading a book where um, um, we talked about somebody who went to another person's house and wanted to um, borrow something off that person and so that person uh, but the person who wanted to borrow it didn't have a lot of money and so the person who was loaning the thing to him took whatever money out of his wallet anyway and said said to him if you don't pay for this then you're never going to value or or see it as an investment in Mm. yourself Mm. and um, Mm. so and it was only like 30 bucks or something that he took and this other guy became a millionaire or whatever but and I think that's it and it's not saying that money is your measurements of value but if people do I think you finally got to a position where you know that if people um, if we don't charge fees even just to cover the overheads then you can't continue to do it well, we can't. I can't continue. One, we can't continue to do it because we just won't make rent. But two, people won't value. Mm. And it doesn't. As I said, it's not about monetary. Mm. It's just about giving and taking. Mm. One of uh, your dancha and a, a close friend of mine, um, Liam, he actually said to me early on, even before he got his shoulder, he actually said to me, "You know what? If you're good at something, you should never do it for free." 
Um, he said, people won't value something they don't have to pay for. And I think, <clears throat> for me, like you said in the beginning, I suppose I didn't feel worthy of people, you know, like for me, you just what you do is just what you do, I think, and you kind of just try and be good at it and you see the aches and pains and your downsides and, your, the, and the things you need to work on. So the idea of people paying for, for my mistakes or for training with me was kind of a foreign concept because, you know, um, our first thought of is be humble and polite and one of my sensei actually dropped me an email. I sent out an invite to a seminar we were doing a couple of years ago and he says, you know, there's such a thing as being too humble and too polite. He says, I read that email and all I heard was you going on about how great everyone else was. And I guess I've gotten to a point where, you know, especially in the last, well, the short while, and, and with you, have helped, held my hand and walked me along the path in terms of making me understand that, yeah, um, is important, you know, the financial aspect of it is important because it allows us to continue to do what we do, um, and that I am worthy of that, and we are worthy as a dojo of that, and um, I'm really lucky that we have, well, I'm really lucky, one, that I, I'm with you, I'm also really lucky that we've got a great dojo of good people who catch that vision. Um, for me, I think one of the things I'm most grateful for is like having a partner who understands martial arts in the sense that there's a lot of really wonderful unspoken things that kind of happen between us in the sense when I go, well, I'm going to go do some training. You don't say, what are you doing? Where are you going? And you usually ask me, are you going to train outside or are you going to the dojo? That's got the extent of our conversation. I think also, too, I love the fact that, you know, I can talk to you about stuff that's not this isolated thing. It's just something you're a big part of in my life, and then we can have that con- we can have conversations about my shots, You know, like it's it's, and I don't get to have and, and you know my values and the way that I am, and I know yours and how you are. So you've certainly, I think, in, in, in terms of martial arts, and as a man, you've improved me in ways that I never thought um, possible. Mm. Really? Mm. Really mean that too. Um, it's on record now. Yeah, having said that, you're sure what I should be using. Yes, um, yeah. <laughs> it's my sensor. <laughs> you, Tell my sensor. Your sensor's a bit of a twat, from what I understand. He's a bit of a twat. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think probably for me, I feel for my brothers and sisters out there in the martial arts world who have partners who perhaps are long suffering. And it is hard to understand at times that martial arts is an eternal pursuit, not uh, it's an infinite pursuit, not a, a finite one. I think it's always about personal improvement. It's always about striving. But at times, you know, whether or not you're sitting on the toilet <laughs> watching videos about kata, freaking people out who are standing outside going, "What the hell is he doing in there?" <laughs> or whether or not in the morning get up and having a shaver like I'm, I'm a baldy so I shave my head most days and um, standing there with <laughs> razor blade and shaving cream uh, on my head trying to watch a video about Sanchen Kata all at the same time <laughs> at half past five in the morning mm-hmm. while my darling is asleep directly uh, one wall over <laughs> literally no, um, yeah but yeah 
Do you have anything else? Any um, other thoughts? No, I just, I know, I know that, um, you know, I know that there's been some, I've heard of partners and, you know, family members who almost resent, resent karate. Mm. Oh, yeah. Because um, of the amount of time that their, their partner or their uncle whoever that person is to them spends on karate and, and I think that is that's a that's a um, real freel- feeling that as practitioners we do have to be really mindful of and be um, address it in a way that we find the right balance and we explain I think it's important that we explain martial arts is it, is martial arts is only the only the thing it's just the thing that we yeah. do and it's actually the thing the learnings that sit behind it that really actually keep us so toward true. it and so being able to explain to our loved ones why we do that and what it does how? for our souls how do we do it I mean that's the thing I'd ask you it's like how do we explain it because to me that's one of the hardest things for me. Yeah. like I mean I suppose when you were talking about that I think about you know, well, you, you can only explain it in the way you can you explain it. But I think there's also something about there's also the other thing that sits in there around um, you don't the other person doesn't have to like what you do, mm. but they do have to respect it. Mm. Yeah. You know, and you don't and it as helps. practitioners we don't have to like we don't like what the other person thinks or feels about what we're doing mm. but we do have to respect their views and so yeah. it goes both ways and so we do have to be really mindful yeah. of that I've had um, uh, you know uh, when it comes to articulating what martial arts are like I'll give an example and this is something I said um, I explained this in a past relationship um, when I was with um, in a past relationship um, although my first relationship as a, as a, a young man um I explained the role of martial arts. I mean, then I think they were kind of words. That I was just being a bit of a a wise guy, but now they have more meaning. I understand they articulate my position, and that a lot of times I think that you know, firstly, your family comes before everything. Mm. You know, that's that's before karate. Uh, you know, you come to a choice between karate and family. Uh, you know, karate is nowhere to be seen. You know, you go for family. Um, for me, I, I see that as, in terms of my mental health, in terms of my energy and my focus and things like that, I see martial arts as a, a valuable tool that um, creates values and ways of thinking and introspection that allow me to bring that into our relationship, into being a father, into being um, an employee, a, contra- a contractor, all of these sort of things. Um, I don't mean that in the sense that, oh my God, it's like some drug and I'm addicted to it. What I have am addicted to it is the sense of calm, the sense of um, accomplishment, the ongoing nature of the journey. That's what I get addicted to. Um, and I, I would say, I remember saying to this particular person, I said to her, you know, the things you like about me, things that maybe you, uh, maybe you find interesting and attractive about me are things that I learn through martial arts. When I practice, like from now, when I, the things I learn in the dojo and practice, I hope I bring them into our relationship. You know, I hope that's what happens. I hope I don't 
um, you know, do it to a point where it takes place of our relationship. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. I hope that, that that's the way it is. Mm. I don't think it's always been the way that it was when we first got together. I think that martial arts for a lot of my life uh, has been a little bit of a crutch. Mm. And it's kind of, you know, like, a, especially growing up in a style initially that was very um, big on, I would call it self-flagellation, mm. you know, um, doing push-ups until your knuckles crack and, mm. um, you know, doing kihon until there's blood in your urine, all that sort of macho horse shit. Um, so that just kind of became the way I think that was Okinawan Karate, the way I perceive Okinawan Karate is that it's a better, a healthy lifestyle. Yeah. That's how I approach it now. Um, when I was younger, it was all about fighting. Um, and a more balanced lifestyle, I hope. Yeah, I think that's a really important thing, actually, because I think when you, when we first, um, when we first met, like, martial arts was, you were doing martial arts. It was your, It was the one thing in your life that was your con- constant. And so I think on reflection now that we're in a relationship and I can look back, I think martial arts was the thing that you did probably because, um, you know, you were in, in your own space in your life where that was the thing that you did. You know, you were sort of by yourself and those sorts of things. And the one thing I have observed is since we've being together martial arts you've put martial arts into the context of the family now mm. so you've found you don't you don't you don't practice any less um, you've worked it around um, the day-to-day goings of a, of a family so mm. I think and it's so you've put it into a context so whereas before martial arts was the only context or one mm. of the only contexts now you've put this into the bigger picture of it. So it's I been a journey watching that. It's well, been cool. I th- but I think you've been part and parcel of it, you know what I mean? Um, I think that, um, like you said, when, when, before we met, martial arts was how I defined myself. I kind yeah, of felt that's, like that's the, only thing, doing it. the only, only thing I was good at. Um, it wasn't, but... but yeah, yeah, but I mean, the thing is, is that through the space of our relationship, you've taught me so much about um, responsibility and... Um, just life and living a good life and, and and putting down roots and things like that, you know, it's so important. I mean, Martin Luther King said, um, there's no point in living a life that you have nothing with, when you have nothing in it worth dying for. And I think that's what I, what I lacked before. I didn't have um, things that I really... I felt that martial arts was the only thing that I, I could do and the only thing that I was good at. So everything else was kind of feeding into that. And also, it also was um, a big part of how I felt about myself, my value system. I mean, so for you with with that, what's been, what were some of the teething things that we kind of had to go through? What some of the things that you, if you recall anything at all, what were sort of some of those things that we had to go through? I mean... Us. Yeah, you go. I think it was just it was just um, probably just changing. I mean, my intent was never to change you, but just 
we had to find new routines. And you, you have changed, man. Well, I mean, I mean that. I mean, I don't think of it as changed, though. I think of that we've evolved together. Evolved, yeah, mm. yeah. But I think we had to find new routines. So something so simple as, you know, your routine was to, you know, sort of go and start training at, I don't know, six o'clock in the morning or five o'clock in the morning, and then you'd be training through till eight or nine o'clock whenever it was that you came home and so that so we've had to even work on that little routine and say hey the morning times we've got to I've got to get we've, I've got to get the kids to school I need some help da, 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 da. so so what you've done is you've adjusted your training times where you go five o'clock in the morning mm. and then you're sort of home by Seven. Seven o'clock in the morning. And turn then, the shower on. I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't go down to detail, detail. <laughs> that's detail. Which I love. Bring it up. I love. Out of the weeds. That's a little bit. That's her, that's her ritual. Yes, that's out of the ritual. weeds, though. Can you turn my shower on? Anyway. Yeah. Um, so those things. Out and then of it, weeds. <laughs> it's not the weeds. Yes. It's high up in the sky. No, that's weeds. And then <laughs> even the evening routines, you know, we've just had to, we've just had to make changes to our routines. Well, you have might want still the same, you know. I still still <laughs> <laughs> no, no. So yeah, it's it's yeah. been a lot of. Um, I'm not going to use the word compromise. I don't like the word compromise. I don't actually believe in the word compromise. I think it's, it's we're evolving. Evolving, we're and evolving, I think we've just you know. found a way to. What did you say? Tea, tea things out. To, to sort things out during that tea, those teething stages. Oh, I think also too, you know, when you get into a new relationship, or we're, we're, we're an old couple now, but when you get into a, a new relationship, there's all these kind of things where, you know, it's new and it's exciting and it's this and that. And then, like, even being able to occupy the same space yeah. is really, you know, like, and then I'm coming from being a bachelor who lived by himself, um, who just was used to sort of doing whatever, whenever, in terms of training and stuff like that. Um, and it had to be sort of, you know, that's one thing I'm really thankful for. It's made me a lot more aware of other people because I think my training up until our relationship was actually quite, when I look back, was actually quite selfish. And, I, you know, people say that, you know, about sports like bodybuilding and things like that, not that I'm calling karate a sport, that's quite a selfish thing. But I think the way in which I chose to practice in the past was actually quite selfish and, and self-indulgent. Um, and I think for me one of the things I'm most grateful for in terms of having a partner who understands martial arts I think but also is an extremely hard worker you know like I think it's challenged me to be good at more than just punching, kicking and choking people (laughs) You know, I've gone, actually, I've got to develop other skills. <laughs> I've actually got to look, 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 talk to people and things like that because I think, um, you know, one of the things we've talked about in the past on this podcast and things like that is like depression and anxiety do tend to play a role in my life. Um, and one of my coping mechanisms has been the martial arts. I think also at times, though, it's also become a little bit of a crutch. So it's been really good for me to learn how to communicate my feelings and um, probably over communicate my feelings if we're being honest um, <laughs> um, but at the same time it's also improved I think the um, it's also improved the way that I train and the reason that I train I find that I enjoy my training a lot more and um, I'm more a lot more present um, both in our relationship and the dojo not all the time I still can be a lazy bugger 
and um, you know, arrogant, ignorant, all those wonderful qualities that I do so well. No. Yes. <laughs> she goes, no, but you don't mean that. You totally <laughs> don't mean that. Um, but yeah, you know, I'm really, I'm really grateful you take time to sit down and have a phone call at all about this. Um, you know, I will be playing it to you uh, at some point. Um, say, playing it back and saying, this is what you said. That's what you said. Yeah, so will I. <laughs> <laughs> no, anyway. Um, I think we might wrap it up there. Thanks, guys, for listening, taking time to listen. Um, don't forget, um, we'll drop uh, my, the email address and so on and so forth, our um, Yambushi Dojo Facebook page and our YouTube channel. Holler at us. Let us know what you thought. Um, and if you have any ideas for things you'd like to hear, maybe we should have, a, have another conversation about this because Tawa is also an excellent martial artist in her own right. Um, I'm keen to get you and Kalima um, back to do a discussion regarding the a woman's perspective on this crazy martial arts world. Are you keen to do that at some point? Yeah, yeah. If, if that's what people, people want to hear. Yeah, the people have spoken. People being me. People have spoken. <laughs> the people have spoken. No, no pressure. Really good... Um, a feedback on that one. Also, uh, we've got some really good interviews coming up. I'm going to um, grab a couple of friends of mine who are pretty amazing martial artists. Uh, big thanks to everyone for listening and if you've survived this long. Thanks again. Don't forget, we've got gorgeous guys coming up in May, 1st and 3rd of May, here in beautiful Aotearoa and Hamilton. Uh, check us out. Hope you're good. Enjoy your training and thank you, my darling, for being on the podcast. Welcome. She's here practicing kata while we're talking. Calling me a fanatic. I'm not a fanatic. You're the fanatic. Bye.